Nick Ackerman is our guest partner at the international law firm Dorsey and Winnie or Winey prior to private practice. He was also an assistant special Watergate prosecutor with the Watergate Special Prosecution Force under Archibald Cox and Leon Jaworski. He has over 30 years of experience in helping clients to respond to government investigations and prosecutions and assisting corporate clients to prevent and respond to the internal thefts and outside hacking. Um, and uh, I, I'm more than a pleasure to have him with us. Uh, Nick, good afternoon. Uh, Mr. Ackerman. Mr. Ackerman, I think, is better. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome and happy Wednesday. Good afternoon. Thank you. You can call me Nick, and it is Dorsey and Whitney, not Whiny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whitney. Okay, somebody forget the T in my, uh, my notes here. Thank you. Right, um, right. Uh, Nick, here's a quote from you regarding FBI Director Comey's investigation on uh, the Clinton, or specifically Hillary Clinton's emails and her server. Quote, First, Director Comey acted totally inappropriately. He had no business writing to Congress about supposed new emails that neither he nor anyone in the FBI has ever reviewed. It is not the function of the FBI director to be making public pronouncements about an investigation, never mind an investigation based on evidence that he acknowledges may not be significant. Um, You go on. I want to cover that first. Um, Explain to us why this is totally inappropriate and unprecedented. Look, I I don't do what you do. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an FBI investigator. But to me, you know, you, you report something once you've reviewed it. If you haven't even looked at it, you, you really don't know this could be entire duplication or this could be talk just between a husband and a wife. No, well, that, that's first. That's one problem with it, of course. But there's a more fundamental problem here. Uh, in our system of justice, um, first of all, we have investigations, criminal investigations. Uh, they're always kept secret. Uh, they're done that way because we don't know whether charges are going to be brought uh, and whether or not um, somebody actually committed a crime or did something wrong. Uh, and the whole point in keeping investigations um, under wraps until there's an indictment or charges um, is so that a person isn't unfairly dragged through the mud over allegations um, that may never ultimately prove out to be a crime. Uh, and the theory behind it, of course, is that if a person is charged with a crime, then they have a right in a court of law uh, to contest those charges. I think what's particularly egregious here is is that the FBI is really just the investigative unit of the Department of Justice. It's their job to gather the facts, put those facts together in a coherent, cogent manner, present them to the prosecutor, and then it's up to the prosecutor to determine uh, whether or not there is a case, uh, whether or not the case will be presented to a grand jury uh, and be indicted. And in that entire process, uh, unlike you may have with the press or some other organizations, there is zero transparency to the public. Uh, This is not a situation where an investigation and what's going on, just as I said before, is something that's laid bare before the the public view for good reason. Um, And on top of all that, um, I mean, the second problem with all of this uh, is kind of as you suggested, um, that there is no reason to think that these emails contain anything new. Um, Mr. Comey had not read a single email um, that's part of this investigation or emails that he just uncovered. Um, And nobody else in the FBI ever looked at any of these emails. Uh, In fact, on top of all that, the other layer that is pretty outrageous uh, is the fact that these emails are on a device uh, that belong to one of Hillary Clinton's aides. Uh, Presumably, the FBI, which had access to the server that Hillary Clinton used, 
I would be able to trace and should have been able to trace every single email and where it went to and what device it went to. Uh, and they should have had this over a year ago. So on top of all this, it, it you know, it's something that no one's really talked about. Um, it really kind of shines a light on an incompetence here by the FBI uh, in terms of not coming up with this information over a year ago. So then when you add to all of that, putting it into the context of an election uh, and putting it out there, which is really nothing more than innuendo, inviting lots of speculation, uh, when there's nothing that anybody knows right. about that backs it up, um, then you've got it playing into this whole reality you know, show that Trump has been putting out. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Ackerman, quick break. We'll be right back to you. Nick Ackerman, follow him on Twitter at N-I-C-K-A-K-E-R-M-A-N. The website is computerfraud.us. Back after this. Happy M Day, and we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Nick Ackerman, partner at the international law firm Dorsey & Whitney, and uh, like I said, over 30 years of experience helping clients respond to government investigations and prosecutions, and we're talking about the FBI Director FBI Director Comey's investigation on the Clinton emails. Nick, thank you for holding, and, sure. and, and welcome back. Obviously, people can speculate. You know, you're not in the mind of Comey. Um, but it doesn't look good when a guy's a registered Republican and he was accused of, you know, being in bed with the Clintons and her, um, you know, uh, entire campaign, if you will, and then does an about face. Is Was this to save face for him and for the FBI? I mean, his job is a 10-year a post, isn't it? It's a 10-year post, but look, I can't, I can't read his mind. Uh, but we do know, you know, of a pretty similar type of investigation that was going on uh, that I don't think anybody's really talked about yet. Uh, and that's the investigation into the George Washington Bridge traffic shutdown, where um, uh, Mr. Uh, you know, Governor Christie was obviously um, a subject of that investigation um, and at the time was a presidential candidate um, for, you know, in the Republican primary. He's currently the head of the transition committee for for Trump. But yet, um, you know, at no point, any point during that investigation has the FBI, and Mr. Comey in particular, uh, ever held a press conference concerning his investigation uh, into um, Governor Christie. Um, so you've got to ask yourself, you know, why is this being handled differently than that investigation? You know, is it because... Mr. Christie's a Republican. Uh, is it because he's male? You know, I don't know. But if you look at those two situations, uh, they're being handled completely differently by the FBI. Um, I think another point that comes out of this whole Christie matter uh, relates to the fact that there is currently a you know trial going on in uh, Newark, New Jersey, um, concerning two of his top aides. Now, this is the only point in time when properly information about Mr. Christie can actually come out. It comes out in the court of law uh, in the context of a criminal prosecution that's going on now. But again, the FBI at no point ever gave a press conference relating to Governor Christie when he was a candidate for president or now that he's head of the transition committee uh, for Donald Trump. When we look at this situation, um, you know, that the FBI has revealed before knowing that there was possibly or you know potentially anything to reveal you kind of have three people's in in my opinion right to due process 
poo-pooed on a bit, not just Hillary Clinton, Huma Abedin, and also Anthony Weiner. Look, I may think Anthony Weiner's a, a, you know, a schmuck and that, you know, Huma Abedin was good to kick him to the curb and there's a terrible allegation against him, but we do have the right to due process and the presumption of innocence until proven otherwise. Well, that's absolutely true, but you know who really got screwed here and where the fairness really is, is in spades against is the American voters. I mean, this is just not fair to the American voters. What this has done uh, by releasing this innuendo just a week before an election uh, is really play into this whole Trump reality show campaign. Uh, it's interfering with the election, uh, and it's creating innuendo that is just at the bottom line, doesn't even give due process to the voters to be able to make a decision uh in terms of voting next week, I mean, it, it interferes improperly uh, in an unfair way uh, that denies the voters due process in terms of the decisions that they have to make. And you had even said, quote, this, particular, is, this is particularly egregious since Secretary Clinton has no way to respond to what amounts to nebulous and speculative innuendo. Um, you said the job of the FBI is not to give a running commentary about any investigation or an opinion, uh, which some people think this is Comey's, uh, but to uh, simply investigate and provide results of the investigation. And you are right, without anybody knowing what's in there, what they're looking for, or what they found, which they don't know because they haven't looked or finished looking, and we know it's not going to be completed by Tuesday, uh, there is no way, like you said, that Hillary Clinton can respond. We don't even know if any of the emails are to or from her. She's even involved in this at all. That's right. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, it's undisputed that we have no idea what this is about. In fact, um, what it would appear to me, at least from investigations that I you know, do right now in terms of computers, it's very likely that all of the same emails that were on the Clinton server and that the FBI has already looked at um, are on this backup server. It appears to be just a backup server and got onto Anthony Weiner's computer um, by virtue of a backup system that was used in their household. So the idea that there is anything new here is, to me, pretty remote. Uh, but then to put this out there with a lot of vague innuendo in a letter sent to the Republican chairman of about five or six committees in Congress, um, and to spread it out there, to me, is just totally inappropriate, totally improper. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I mean, Comey should be canned. He should resign. I mean, he should not be director of the FBI. Especially because, you know, what I heard is he didn't even get this stuff until recently, but people that work under him have had this information perhaps three or four weeks, certainly back into September. Um, And, you know, you know, he said, you know, oh, it would look bad if he sat on it. Well, obviously, this looks bad as well. He if he felt he had to put something out, there was something he could have put out that wouldn't have been taken and twisted by media on both sides of the aisle as a reopening of an investigation, because that's not technically or literally what it is. Right, but the underlying premise there is that somehow he should put something out. The fact of the matter is the FBI director has absolutely no business commenting, saying anything about any investigation that's ongoing. That is not his job. He is simply the investigator. His role is to gather the facts present them to a prosecutor who in turn decides whether to present those facts to a grand jury and seek an indictment. The only time anything should ever come out to the public is in an indictment or charges um, that are publicly available and all of those allegations are able to be uh, aired in a public trial. Um, 
you know, it, it is very, very unusual, even for a prosecutor. Um, I mean, I can't even think of a situation where a prosecutor has made statements about an investigation that's ongoing, uh, other than in some very rare cases to say that the investigation, you know, was thorough, it was complete, and it's now closed, and no charges will be brought. That is done in some rare instances where there has been some high-profile investigations where it's obvious and the public knows about it just because subpoenas have gone to third parties who have talked about their role in being subpoenaed in the investigation. Um, but the underlying premise here that he should say anything is just wrong. I mean, he should just be keeping his mouth shut. Uh, I want to share with you uh, a letter that was sent to uh, BuzzFeed, and it was published today. It was an interview with the teenage girl who allegedly got the indecent messages from Anthony Weiner. Her story has received renewed attention since uh, FBI Director James Comey made that announcement on Friday that the investigation was continuing into Hillary Clinton's private email server following the discovery of the new emails. As the New York Times first reported, the emails were discovered on the private computer of Anthony Weiner and his wife, Huma Abedin, who was a top aide to Clinton. Uh, they found this uh, FBI investigators uh, were probing messages from Anthony Weiner, allegedly sent to this underage girl who was 15 and now 16. The teenager told BuzzFeed News she was upset with Comey for giving no warning her case was set to be thrust into the national spotlight and tainted with electoral politics. This is what she said, quote, I thought your job as FBI director was to protect me. FBI has no comment. Uh, we've, because that is a fourth person involved in this uh, email uh, or, you know, revelation of this new dump of information, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, her, her comment is spot on. I mean, part of one of the reasons why you keep these things quiet is also to protect victims, yeah. to protect cooperating witnesses. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why the FBI should not say anything to anybody. I mean, I cannot think of a single case in the past where the FBI has ever given a statement about a particular investigation. They just don't do that. Even J. Edgar Hoover didn't do that right. unless there was an indictment. I mean, then fair game to quote from the indictment. But even beyond the indictment, that's considered, you know, forbidden. Um, it, it's just the, the whole idea that he would go up on Capitol Hill and talk about this. I mean, go back to the July 2016, you know, interview that he gave, or the not interview, but press conference, where he announced that the charges, you know, were being, weren't being, no charges were being brought. Um, he had no business doing that. And then... To make it even more egregious, he went on to speculate that it was possible that a foreign government could have uh, hacked into Hillary Clinton's server when there was no evidence that any foreign government did. Pure speculation. You couldn't even get away with that in a court of law. Uh, he went on to say that there was um, classified information on some of these emails, but that was based on talking to bureaucrats, some of whom would agree and some would disagree after the fact that something uh, was classified. The only thing in my experience being in the government and dealing with classified information is that it's either marked top secret, secret or confidential. And then to get into an after-the-fact dispute about what is and isn't confidential. I mean, you can have people arguing on that on both sides, and there can be all kinds of motives why one bureaucrat may say it should be 
classified, and another would say it isn't classified. But the bottom line is we probably overclassify too much of our information to begin with. Uh, but if you're going to bring a criminal case, you pretty much have to have somebody uh, misusing information that's actually marked as classified information. And there wasn't a single email in any of the emails um, that the FBI looked at that had classified markings on it. So, Go ahead, sorry. So, I mean, that, that, that makes it even more egregious that here he is opining based on what some bureaucrats told him that certain of this stuff was classified when there's really no way based on that press conference for anybody to come back and dispute these facts because the facts aren't being put before the American people. So he's relying on what he thinks is confidential or classified information, but yet not giving Hillary Clinton the opportunity to be able to dispute that. I, I want to get your take on, you know, this is Watergate all over again. This is worse than Watergate. Donald Trump and others have made such comments. You strongly disagree with those. Totally absurd. I mean, look, in the Watergate scandal, you had a president of the United States who was basically the head of a criminal uh, operation from the day he took office that involved just about every crime you can think of, from cheating on his uh, income taxes to beating up demonstrators to breaking into Ellsberg's psychiatrist's office, organizing a group to go into the um, uh, Democratic National Committee to steal documents, uh, to um, going into federal agencies and missing using them to go after political appoint, uh, you know, political uh, uh, opposition. Um, there's nothing even close. Look, I mean, 30, 40 uh, individuals who were connected with the Nixon White House or the presidential campaign, um, the committee to reelect the president, wound up being convicted or pleading guilty, including, you know, two attorney generals um, and a whole slew of Nixon aides. Um, nothing nothing close. I mean, this is, I, I don't think Donald Trump understands what Watergate is, other than the fact that it was named after a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. You should put that out there. A lot of people would quote you on that, Nick. I, I like that an awful lot. Um, let, <laughs> let, let's talk about the Attorney General and the role here. Um, Attorney General saw Bill Clinton on a plane. Right. Attorney General met with FBI Director to discuss the email probe. And the Attorney General, not just she, but the office, said, you shouldn't be sending this letter and be going public with this because, like you said, Nick, you know, you, you don't have all your facts. You haven't done the investigation. It's not complete. Uh, speak to us about this because, you know, if you if you look online in Twitter, Facebook and other areas of land, Instagram, whatever, uh, online land, uh, Loretta Lynch, you know, looks like oh, she's getting an online lynching, if you will. Well, you know, she blew it. There's no question. She made a mistake. She should have never met with Bill Clinton. But so what? Because. Underneath Loretta Lynch, there are two other people that have jurisdiction over Director Comey. There's the Deputy Attorney General, and there's the Assistant Attorney General, who is in charge of the Criminal Division. So even if Loretta Lynch felt, as she did, that she had to recuse herself from making a final decision here, there were two other officials who are confirmed by the U.S. Senate that are part of the Department of Justice uh, who oversee the FBI and oversee Mr. Comey. Um, if anybody should have been making decisions here, ultimately, it was not Mr. Comey. It should have been either the Deputy Attorney General or the Assistant Attorney General in charge of the Criminal Division. 
Those are the people who are the prosecutorial arm of the Department of Justice that take the investigation that's done by the FBI, look at it, vent it, um, and decide whether or not there is sufficient evidence to go ahead with a criminal prosecution, not Mr. Comey. What happens going forward? You think he should get canned? Do you think he should resign, especially if there's any evidence? I don't know how you can prove that if this election uh, was moved at all, uh, one way or the other, uh, not just for president, but down you know, ballot uh, ticket seats in the House and the Senate. Um, wh- what do you think can or will or should happen? Well, I think what should happen is he should resign. I think he should be um, terminated, fired. Um, I, I think, look, just based on poor judgment... Uh, in terms of what he did, that in and of itself is a basis for termination as far as I'm concerned. I mean, somebody with that poor judgment who in the middle of a campaign should have known better. I mean, in fact, I think what's coming out is that there were two other investigations, one relating to uh, Trump people having connections to Russia uh, and the Clinton Foundation. I mean, none of those came out. He even argued against uh, certain information coming out on the Trump investigation for that very reason. Uh, and then all of a sudden he puts this stuff out there. I mean, I, I just I just don't see if he was your employee and you hired him and he was supposed to keep things secret. Um, and then he went out and completely blew it by doing what he did here. Um, you know, would you keep this guy on as an employee? I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't. But if Hillary Clinton's elected, does she, A, have the power to do that? And B, what does it look like if she does and does do it? Well, I don't think she has to do it. She has to appoint an attorney general. And the attorney general can decide whether or not uh, Comey feels comfortable uh, working with Comey. I certainly wouldn't. If I were the attorney general, I'd get rid of this guy in about 30 seconds. Um, So I think that decision is going to be made by somebody who is ultimately going to be an attorney general and will start afresh. Interesting. Uh, More than a pleasure to have you with us. I'm glad you were with us and hope to uh, talk to you again, sir. Uh, Nick Ackerman's been our guest. And like I said, you can get more information about him. uh, Partner at the law firm Dorsey and Whitney. And like I said, check out the website. Go to computer fraud. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Go to computerfraud.us. Computerfraud.us is the website. Twitter, on Twitter, follow him at Nick Ackerman. N-I-C-K-A-K-E-R-M-A-N. To women who hoped to evade the ticking clock of time, Dr. Frederick Brandt was the most potent drug dealer in the world. And the dealer got high on his own supply. From Imperative Entertainment and the team behind Broken Hearts, comes a new series that will challenge everything you know about fame, fortune, and the fear of growing old. I'm Justine Harmon, and this is The Baron of Botox.